Who will we interview in person? Not me. I gotta get my mind right for that. Yeah. I don't even have I'm questions. I'm fine too. Right, so let me think of some questions. <laughs> I never I never mind taking the bullet. <laughs> That's why we appreciate you so much, Terry. Mm, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, we know you'll take a bullet for us. <gasps> <laughs> well, I I knew Rudy would only know what that means. Taking a bullet's a comedy term for you're the first one to go up. Um, yeah. I thought you'd take a bullet for us. No. <laughs> Nothing like it. Speaking of which, I got somebody looking for me right now. So. Oh. I got a bullet I need you to take. Right. Well, do I do I get a cut of whatever it is they're looking for? Or? I mean, you may not be here to see it, but yeah, I can you. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of reward at the end, you know. Are you a Christian? Are you going to heaven? <laughs> as much as anybody else. <laughs> Have you accepted Christ as the Lord of your life? I've been baptized so many times I can't even count. Like, yeah. So, all right. So, who are we interviewing? I need some questions. Um, Start with Terry, then go to me, and then we'll do y'all too late. You're right. I do like the tattoo one. I just want to get some. Um, let me do some research. Yeah. Because uh, that one's interesting to me. Because I have I have a tattoo. Anybody I else? Any. I know Rudy's got a few. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I, don't. Quite, I have quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one. But let me research first. You know, and I, I just got to be honest before we start. Uh, I've just, I've never understood. I, I've known, I've had a bunch of black guys that, as friends and they get tattoos. And then I'm like, I can barely see them, man. What was the point? <laughs> like, Unless they get the contrast colors, right? The contrast colors look really good, but if it's just like grayscale, like you can't see anything. What's the point? All righty. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm asking. Uh, what was the fascinating? Like I didn't. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not a black guy who has tattoos that can't be seen. Because mine obviously can be seen. So. Okay. All right. I'm just. I, this is my personal experience. It's just have, two of my friends. They've got tattoos and i can barely see them because you know they all they used was grayscale ink and it's like why bother that's just wasted money probably have to ask two friends terry i don't know i don't know if no we've them. had long conversations about it hennessy was one of them you probably know hennessy i, I know hennessy yeah yeah i was like i don't get it why <laughs> yeah Unless you get like those day glow ones where you put it under UV UV light and it like pops out, that's pretty tight. All right, well, uh, <laughs> uh, boom chocolate. Gentlemen, to another episode of the Worst Ones podcast. This is look, Jesus Christ, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> she always leaves during the intro. That's my favorite part of the whole show. Is the intro? I was hey, trying to hide. 
come uh, in, we're bold, just all in the camera. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll be trying to hide. Well, she got fried chicken salad. Well, so. I had to get a double dose. Yeah, that's fine. Welcome to the Worst Ones Podcast. This is a safe place for us preachers' kids to unite and to be ourselves. My name is Rudy Wilson. I am one of your hosts. We got Kelly Leasy in the building. Um, obviously, she's not fasting right now. Um, <laughs> Terry Wayne in the building. Jerryana in the building. We are all preachers' kids. Uh, how's everyone doing? Terry, let's start with you. We haven't seen you. Uh, I missed one week. I fell asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not asking why you missed. We're just saying we all haven't right. seen you. So how you Be doing? responsible. All right. All right. Um, I know I'm totally irresponsible. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, family stuff going on. My sister's moving away this week. So, you know, like tomorrow night's the last time I'm going to see her till whenever I get back up to Tennessee. So gotcha. studying on family this week. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Nothing else? That's it? Uh... I don't know. Just dealing with comic drama in South Florida right now. Florida's funniest brings out the worst in people. So, yeah. I'm excited about that journey. Florida's funniest. Did you get into DeMonte? No, you got into DeMonte. What's his name? (laughs) Dania. First of all, it's not a a heat. It's a a city. Hey, if we were speaking Spanish, it would be a heat. So wait, let's let's recap that. So you didn't get into you were waiting for Donye. You got into Donye. Yeah, I did. You were, you were waiting for somebody else. No, I got into West Palm and then I was okay. waiting for Dania, but I did get into Dania. Oh, so you got into both now. Yeah. So have you yeah. gone through the first round? No. Oh, okay. Uh first one's next week. But um that's kind of what caused a little bit of the drama was that I got into two different locations and uh, there were some some good people, some of which who were really funny comedians, they they didn't get in. And then they were like, how's he getting into two? What's up with this? Mm. You know, um, to which I can only respond. I, I have a little insider information on that. And because uh, you're funny. S- no, submit a better video. That's all I can say The the people that should the people that I know that that are funny that should have gotten in. Don't just submit a picture with some audio behind it, you know, like submit a, like take it serious and, and you'll be taken seriously. But I mean, I, I, you know, I just heard some things. That's all. Some people submitted some, some really crappy uh, auditions. So. Gotcha. And which is terrible because they're really funny. And I know a couple of them, you know, uh, but, and they, they definitely should be in, but. You know, what can you do? I think we talked about this last time. Do they live stream it or am I able to see? I wanna I'm invested now. I wanna see. Um I can uh I can have somebody film it and uh I'll put it on the, the group chat. How about that? Yeah, I wanna see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can do that. I'm invested when is it? Huh? When is it? Uh the first one I believe is the 13th I believe and then the next one's like the end of the month 28th so when is the finale if you make it there oh it's like close to the end of November like there's there's a bunch of 
There's a bunch of because they do it all over the state. Like, got you. Okay. It's it's in Jacksonville and Tampa and Orlando and Miami. Like it's it's all over the state. So, okay. I got you. Yeah. Got you. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> that's all I got. All right, Gariana. How you been? Same old, same old. Work, school. That's it. (laughs) I did, you know, I think I said I bought skates like a week or two ago. And I bought some new wheels because apparently the the wheels that came off wasn't like what I needed. So I'm going skating Thursday night, tomorrow night. You know, we're going to see what we can do. We're going to see, you know, it's an adult night. So, you know, I've been practicing in my garage, little my little uh, routine, you know, and slide, and slide, and dip. And I actually, and I have a question. <laughs> I have a question maybe you can answer for me, Janessa, since mm-hmm. you, you said you bought some skates. Uh, I used to, when I was younger, when I was like in my teenage years, I used to play roller hockey all the time, right? But then that's inline skates. It's not the four wheels, right? Right. Uh, the big thing for us back then was the bearings inside the wheels, right? Do your skates, sure. is it, it, no, I'm asking you, is, is the four wheel skates, is that the same thing? Is there like bearings inside of it that you can replace and change out or? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, it's all about the bearings, man. That's, that's what we used to say. We, you know. Yeah. We'll see the, the wheels definitely are more slippery or smoother than what um came with the shoes the original skate so uh i gotta you know i gotta practice a little bit more that's all i gotta say I gotta practice. Is, is slip, wait is slippery good or bad i don't know. i think it's good because yeah. like you rent the skates at the um you know at the skating rink or whatever like i don't know if they do maintenance on them shoes or not but <laughs> it feels like you rolling on some cement that got potholes and it. it's real oh you know Mm, it's, like it's shaky yeah so um i'm excited about it but you know we'll see if i'm gonna make a fool of myself on the on the skates tomorrow night i don't know if they do maintenance but i know they spray that stuff in there i've seen them listen that's <laughs> that i had nothing to do with the wheels <laughs> that's, that's like bowling shoes yeah they have nothing to do with the wheels and then Cut of course tech that. homecomings this weekend but i don't know if i'm gonna go okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> do, do you go to spell houses? I do, and I actually think I'm gonna go to spell house this year because my ten year would have been last year, and they didn't um have it, or they had a virgin, but it wasn't like open like, to the public. It was just it was for like, like or something too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like only for the kids on campus because my cousin's at Spelman right now, um, and she's a junior, so this will be her first like real homecoming since the pandemic situation but kelly i don't know if you saw the email like you can only have clear bags no purses no backpacks you got to get a ticket right it's like it's not the same that it used to be so i don't know we'll have to see but i want to go because a bunch of my friends are coming i feel like that was a real subtle flex uh like oh homecomings this week i might go you know, <laughs> I mean, we all know Tech Homecoming is not lit like Spellhouse. Oh, but, but I don't know. I'm learning oh, well. as I go here. Terry, maybe you need to just come on. <laughs> come, come on, Terry. We'll show you the light. Oh, but um well, no, Tech Homecoming was supposed to be like Halloween weekend. And they 
pushed it to this weekend and like I I mean I barely heard anything about it at this point. So gotcha. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but you're still well, on track for that honor roll though. That's mm. right. Still got that one right now. Dean's list. <laughs> Give it some credibility. <laughs> honor roll. I'm going, I'm staying with Dean's list. I, I will die on this hill. <laughs> Look, now if I honor rolls for children graduate with this 4.0. We can't, we gonna have to like come up with the, the worst ones ding list, okay? <laughs> Be the only one on it. <laughs> yeah. You are the dean. <laughs> if you if you graduate with it, I will have a special trophy that says Dean's List 2022, <laughs> and I will have that sent to you. Thank Let's you. Because mm -hmm. I worked hard. <laughs> yeah. If they can do it for fantasy football, we can do it for you. Like, you know, yeah. They give out trophies for that. My league does. <laughs> Which also is the comedian. The, like, did you know this, Rudy? The South Florida comedians have a fantasy football league. I didn't, but it's probably because I don't play fantasy football. So, I, uh, not well, the, the funny part about this is, yes, they give out a trophy for the winner. But the, the better part is the person who comes in last place has a punishment. And it's always public. So... <laughs> Oh, why can't it be on that? I played fantasy football last year and mm. I wasn't last, but I wasn't first oh. year. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I didn't know who to pick. I was just picking people. <laughs> like for for instance, this year, uh I don't know if you know Nico Bolingstein, uh, Rudy, if you ever met him. Uh he's a comic down here. He's a little uh, a little squirrely. Um but the loser of the, the loser of this year has to do an interpretive modern dance to his set on stage while he's doing it. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch. I mean, I, I'm three and one, so I'm already out of that, but still. Ellie <laughs> Lee? Man, I've had a lot happen this weekend. So first, my car got broken into. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Um, so... Friday went to dinner, left my lunchbox on my um seat, just moving too fast, and came back window broken. Um, I let you know, most of you guys, I live in Atlanta. Um, called nine one one. They put me on hold for three and a half minutes. Sure. Mm. Um, so that's kind of scary. Good thing I wasn't in a real emergency. <laughs> no. Wait, did they ask you why you were calling before they? No, put you on I, I never even got it. They never answered. Oh, it was like a hole. Like we're we're now, ring, now ring, I get ring. the scary part. Yeah. Right, ring, ring, yeah. ring. We are experiencing high volume call volume. Please hold for three and a half minutes. I never got a real person. Mm. So then I hung up and called the non-emergency line, and they said they were only open from seven to seven, and it was like seven thirty. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're I, in good you're in good shape, Atlanta. Baby, we just cut off the lights. We cannot take this call today. <laughs> when my car was broken What's, into, they told us not to even if it was nothing was stolen to just get it fixed because like there's nothing they could do. They're not gonna find the person. It it is it sucks, I, but it is what it is. <laughs> I just like that they're like, all right, does he have the gun pointed at you? Oh. No. All right, handle it yourself then. And they just <laughs> they don't even give you that. I didn't even get an answer. So then I called oh. back. 
it, it rang once and they did answer and they did send somebody out. I ended up not staying because they didn't steal anything of importance. They stole my lunchbox, um, which had my AirPods, some leftover salad, and my. I'm about to say, you even had a fried chicken salad then? <laughs> it had no. leftover salad. It had no chicken on it. it had tuna. Okay, before you say anything else, you're saying they took your lunchbox and your Rolex that was right next to it, right? No. They broke my window for my lunchbox. It did have my AirPods in it, which are probably worth fifty dollars because I bought them way long ago in my Invisalign that I had to go get replaced this morning. Not your insurance covers your insurance covers content, right? Oh, so I didn't. Contents I didn't of the car. So your Rolex was right next to well, it, right? Well, I didn't wait for the police, so I didn't file a police report, so I didn't go through ah. my insurance. I just paid for it out of pocket because when the police called me to say, "Hey, are you still at your car? Where's your location?" I was at the house. That was right. two hours later. Sir, I'm, I'm good to rob by now. You're good. <laughs> You're good. You so, always stay. You get the repl- the police report and the valuable jewelry I had in the car got stolen. No, I wasn't even, wasn't even worth it. So that mm-hmm. happened. So I was without a window all weekend. Got that fixed Monday morning. Um, Saturday night. So my dad got free tickets to the Monica. We had a Monica concert here. Um, and the drummer, so Tevin Campbell opened up for Monica. And so the drummer for Tevin Campbell is also the drummer for my church. So gave my dad free tickets a while back to take him and my mom. My mom decided he didn't, she didn't want to go. My dad offered me the tickets, but I'm like, well, it's hard to kind of like figure it out with a broken window. So me and my dad went together to the concert, um, Saturday night. So we didn't even see Monica because it was so late. But um, it started with like Next, 112, Tamar Braxton, Tevin Campbell. Um, so pretty good concert. But again, they were so behind. So there's like this DJ. And so, of course, they playing all like the trap music. Funniest thing ever. Nuck if you buck, come on. <clears throat> Your daddy know all the words. Nope. Don't know the song at all. But they are lit in State Farm Arena. Oh. I mean, lit. And the people beside us, I cover the club, shaking it. And my dad is like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <The> <laughs> whole whole row of seats shaking like that, like, like it was crazy. But again, I love my daddy to pieces. He just wanted to spend some time with me. Hey, let's go to the concert. I don't know any of these people. I know right. Tevin Campbell, but not, you know what I'm saying? But not really. But there's a whole bunch of people that comes in before them. He was a trooper, you know, and they doing all sorts of cursing and this and playing the sex music and the ratchet music and you know whatever. And my dad was an absolute trooper. Now, me and my, I think I told this before, me and my dad went to the Beyonce concert, but that's a little more low key. You know, we just excited fans in Beyonce. Oh. Um, a little ratchet concert in Atlanta, that's a whole different story. So, oh. out of my daddy, um, he, he held his own. Um, about 11.30, Monica still hadn't come up. And he was like, all right, baby doll, it's time to go, though. Uh, <laughs> right. So we just stay, and I understood. But I kept asking, Daddy, you okay? You all right, Daddy? Um, so my dad, definitely a trooper. Um, definitely the GOAT for that. Um, it was a good time just spending time with my dad at the little concert. Um, he trying to hide his face so nobody say, Pastor Kevin, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was fun. That was a good time. Um, and then thirdly, my dad celebrated his 12th uh, pastoral anniversary this weekend. Yeah. Um, Which is also Kelly's 12th anniversary. Let's not right. play. <laughs> right. Been a preacher's kid my whole life, but my 12th anniversary as a pastor's kid. Um, so that was a good time. 
you know, it brings you back to remembering why, remembering why the sacrifices were made. Um, you know, why remember even when I talk about some of the struggles of being a preacher's kid or being a pastor's kid, um, you remember why my father had has has followed his own calling and so you know they put on this big production and celebration and thank you and people come up and do you know shout outs to them and whatever and during the last service they did shout outs from people who had just kind of joined the church in the last year um and so even to hear um those people kind of come up and talk about how my dad has you know changed their lives in less than a year during the pandemic mask on church at limited capacity you know just felt so good at you know And so we're really remembering because I think two or three weeks ago, I kind of, you know, had a vulnerable moment of, you know, kind of some of the struggles and how I felt about my dad and not being a priority or whatever. But I definitely feel like pastor's anniversary kind of resets you and reminds you of like why my father does this work and why it had to be him. Um, so great time celebrating him and my mom. Um, so I had, all in all, I had a great weekend. Last thing. <clears throat> so my trunk. So this is how I feel like God answers prayer. So I I lost my passport. Um, My last out of the country trip was right before the pandemic. So January 2020. Haven't seen my passport since then. Been tearing up my house trying to figure it out. Lord, where's my passport? Where's my passport? Where's my passport? Well, my window getting broken caused me to kind of like, let me look through some stuff in my trunk that I ain't looked through Mm -hmm. in a couple of years. Found my passport. So it just told me just little inconveniences you know, answers bigger prayers. And so in the end of it, it was like, all right, it was $200 to fix the window. Um, and I found my passport, which I probably wasn't going to go through the whole process no time soon. That was going to be right. straight to find um, my passport. So it all happens. You know, I love when you see the Lord and the little things, even in the bad mm-hmm. time. Right. Um, all in all, it's been a good weekend. Good week. Can't complain. That's He's always working. Yep. Mm. All right. Were, were you were you uh just out of curiosity, what, what were you doing when Nuck of You Buck came on? I'm in the club shaking my dress. <laughs> so it's just the whole time. You know, when all the music come on, and sometimes I may and my dad is like, You can get up, you can sing and dance, you right. can stand up and do whatever, you know, be right. you, do you. And I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so I just I was just shit. I'm not wait. I'm my- not- Ratchet, you my know, computer I, froze. What did you do, Kelly? I was you know, just a little in the seat, you, you know. You wasn't the first lady from Honk. Uh, Honk right. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, you know, they were playing all the TI, all the beat, like all the trap music. You know, we in Atlanta, so they just giving it all to us. You know, when I know a couple of songs and I'm just, you know. But they're like, you know this song? Yeah, I heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is kind of like that too. I'll I'll be like, oh, daddy, you heard this new song? He, I'll be like, you heard this new Ti song? He'll be like, yeah, Ti. Mm, I know him. <laughs> no, then well, he don't know him. <laughs> so now nah, it was a good time. Good time. I can't complain. I'm praising the Lord just for life. It could have been worse. All of it could have been worse. You know. Yeah. So a little inconvenience. Two hundred dollars to fix it. We all good. Shout out mm-hmm. to the police for doing that. Listen, yeah, not doing nothing. <laughs> do. On hold for three that's, and a half minutes, yeah. two hours to show up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, no, somebody broke into my house, stole a bunch of stuff. 
they came, took fingerprints, all that. They're like, oh, we're going to, yeah, no, nah, nothing. Never heard back from them. <laughs> it's like, ah. Same. I had my, my apartment was yeah. broken into, too. Yeah. Like I said, the biggest thing, you just feel so violated. Like, it took me a minute to even be able to, like, get in my car and feel comfortable oh. again. They left oh. trash. Disrespectful. So they left some trash on the seat. It was like a um, a restaurant bag and then like a Popeye's bag in the middle of it with a little Popeye's cup and a, a sandwich wrapper in it. And they just left that up. So I was so confused. <laughs> I pull up to my car and I'm Did like... they chill in the car for a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so was that your the, Popeye's bag? No! They, switch out their food. they was like, oh, this is a nice lunchbox. Let me put the Popeye's in the lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> was, any, was anybody else's car broken into? No, so it was just mine. So that's what I looked wow. at. Too. Okay, maybe it was a string of cars. It was but, a string I, of cars when I got broken into. Yeah, mm -mm. So I'm like, it was probably less than an I was only at dinner for less than an hour. It was really quick. Um, but no, it was just my car. And then I opened the door and my friend is with me. And he was just like, oh, get your glasses. They about to fall. Those are my glasses. Like <laughs> <laughs> so wait, there's some, some DNA from that. There's some, <laughs> there's some thief stumbling around, not seeing anything right now. Wondering where they left their two piece and a biscuit. Got it. All right. Like it was, and I think that was the most disrespectful part. Like I can take. I left my lunchbox, and so you break my window. Like I can, I can take that. Okay, that right. was poor judgment on my on my part. Right. But you leaving your trash and your glasses on my seat? That's that just beyond it's just, like, that was unnecessary. Like that. Why? Was why do you say it's okay to break into your car for a it lunchbox? It's, it it's not okay. It wasn't. But break in, smash and grabs are like huge in Atlanta, you know. And so they tell you all the time, and there's signs everywhere. Don't leave anything on your seat, whatever. So I can take the fault for. And my lunchbox is cute. It looks like a little purse, and it has flowers on it. So cool. I can take the fault for that. Right. But you leaving trash? That's that's why. That's why right there because they thought it was a purse, and then they saw yeah. it was just your lunch, and they were like, "I'm leaving trash in here." Right, leaving that's, trash in yeah, they they were angry. They were like, that, "Maybe no that's what it was. that was because I'm like, where did this trash come from? Like, I'm assuming you running in and out trying to figure out cars, and you got a whole bag of trash and Popeyes. Like, what's <laughs> what's happening? So that that's what I think got me the most. <laughs> What's the trash? Mm. <laughs> Not even a window being broken. Nah, they tried it. The right. They tried it. So. Disrespectful. They so, welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. The home of the home of Nuck if you buck and and robbers <laughs> leaving Popeyes behind. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. I've taken too much time, but that was my week. <laughs> um, all is well with me, uh, but let's get down to business because today. We're going to get to know your PKs. Uh, so we're actually going to just take the last 30 minutes of this episode to interview one another, ask each other questions in reference to, um, you know, our PK experiences, uh, just so you guys can get a little bit more in depth about our own lives and experiences. Um, you know, and, and maybe, you know, before this, we should have probably reached out to our 500 million fans and got some questions from them but i think i think they'll be okay um that would have been a good idea to be honest like that it, it would have been two more questions than we got now it's still it's it an excellent idea first of all it, it would have been 500 million we got some more followers but then we lost one but we got some more it just makes it it makes it more interactive you know 
Well, our interaction is going to actually start with you, Terry Wayne. So, uh, Terry Wayne is. is Dang, I wanted to read the book first. First of all, you had that book way too long. Okay, (laughs) for you, for you to not have read it by now, we get it. It ain't going. It's fine. (laughs) It ain't even even again in the in the. (laughs) No, there's no there's no creases in that spine. I can see it. <laughs> did it just get here today? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I purchased it. That's what's most important. You did purchase it. I paid full price too. I didn't even get like a worse ones discount. That's right. <laughs> Un- unclaimed ashes on Amazon, right? right I spent every week with Terry. And I didn't even get <laughs> I didn't even get a, a discount. So you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry Wayne, starting with you, sir. Um I guess even just since Kelly brought up the book, what? Because that 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 book, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's 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 not all about, but it does have, I guess, references pertaining to your upbringing in church and as a PK. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely. Yeah. There's definitely some stories in there that uh, really happened or or exaggerations have really happened. Like it's a novel, um, and it's based off a fictional character, and you do that for story reasons, because then you can take the story where you need to. Um, but no, there, there, I mean, that mainly was the the reason why, like I, I was done editing that book 10 years ago and I put it on the shelf because, you know, certain members of my family were like, Hey, this is way too close. Like, but they're looking at it from their perspective. And I'm like, you have to look at it from a person like people that buy it. They don't, you know what I mean? Like they don't see what we see. Right. So, you know, uh, so there was a little animosity there, but then uh, eventually that all got worked out and I was like, all right, well now I can, now I can put it out and I don't have to worry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. There's some stuff in there. And and the stuff they were referring to was stuff with that. I guess that happened within church confines or within y'all's family well church and family like it's all kind of mixed together because again when i when i was growing up church was the family you know what i mean it wasn't just you had your family but then you had your church family you know which was just an extension of it so uh no but that's what that is where a lot of the animosity towards the church came from was like you know from that group and and certain things that happened and you know and just how how it all went down hey y'all i know y'all enjoying this episode of the worst ones but it's time for a little church announcement you can find us on instagram at the worst ones pk we got a, a tiktok too coming soon at the worst ones pk you can go ahead and follow us i don't know how it works but yes at the worst ones pk um and then every tuesday you know new episode drops you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast youtube spotify apple Podcasts. type in the worst one podcast and you will see us but when you get there make sure you like you comment you subscribe and you share Thank you to our 500 million, 600,000, 402 followers. We love you. Thank you. My question for you, Terry, because anybody who's listened to this podcast will know that your crazy. Uh, well, no, but your, <laughs> your, your, your views, you know, or even just feelings towards the Christian faith, just say as a whole, um, are not as just say cut and dry as, you know, I grew up in church and I, still do go to church and believe this, that, and whatever. Um, 
do, do you do you think that your outlook is more pertaining to being a PK or just growing up in church in general? Um. Well, I mean, because I've never really not been a PK. I was born into a pastor's family, you know, so like I was right, born. But, but, your, but your experiences and whatever, I guess, kind of negative outlook that you got, did it come from kind of PK related experiences? That's something that only a PK would go through or was it just being a church kid? Well, I mean, you're asking a big question there because, uh you know, my, my life's been kind of like a, a big pendulum on both sides. Like it's swung equally to light as it has to dark. Mm. So like, I, yeah, my, my family's gone through a bunch of stuff and some of it had to do with the church. Some of it didn't. Some, some of it had to indirectly do with the church. Like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but like the, what it happened with my mom and all that. Uh, did we ever talk about that? We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there are some people that I've known in my life that will indirectly kind of attribute like part of that to everything that happened with the church. I don't, I, I was there. I don't think that's true. Um, but I mean, everything in your life affects you and it pushes you one way or the other. It makes you better. Or it makes you worse. Um, I like to think that I took it with stride. Um, you know, just cause you got to have an outlook and my outlook is that's, that's life. You know, nobody wants to ride a roller coaster that only goes up. Right. The, some of the most fun parts are when you go down, you know, right. you just, you just kind of have to know and just accept the fact that you'll be up again, you know, and just enjoy the downs, you know? So, and, and try to learn from them. That was, that was my main thing. Um, Hmm. I don't. I don't really know how to answer this question. To be honest with you, no. Uh, I mean, I, I guess because I like I say it wasn't really even just so much of just I guess how it affected your family. Just I guess just your. I just was just thinking about just your particular outlook that you have now on on the, the church and spirituality, yeah, the church, yeah, the Christian faith, or whatever. Like, I just, I, I just think, was, was it was it because of your PK experiences or just you being involved in church and you just seeing normal church things that any, any kid could have got your same experience or was yours more pertained to PK experiences? Um, as far as my outlook is concerned, um, I think the best thing that I've ever seen when it comes to uh, religious or spiritual philosophy I was back in Memphis. I was restarting my life for like the fourth time. Um, and I was coming out of Kroger and, you know, you know, those, uh, the, the drainage wells, you know, like the drainage rivers they have for the overflows. Um, I was coming out of there and I was walking back to my house and I looked down in there and somebody had spray painted in there and the biggest words I could see, it said, it's true that Jesus loves you but his people might have something else in mind. And that's, that kind of struck me, you know, because I, I know who put that there and, well, I mean, I don't know the person, but I know where they were at. You know what I mean? Say it so, again. It's true that Jesus loves you, but say it again. It's true that Jesus loves you, but his people might have something else in mind. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know what I mean? So it kind of shows like the fallibility of man, 
but also like the love of God all at the same time. So it's kind of like you kind of have to look through it, look through, you know, the negative. And because, I mean, I had just as many great experiences in, growing up in church as I did negative ones. But, you know, that's what it is. That's the roller coaster. You got those ups and you got those downs and you take the best you can out of it. You know, um, you try to shake off as much bad as you can and you take as much good as you can. That's it. It's a poker game, you know. Win when you got the best of it and try not to lose too much when you don't. Well, I have so a question. Oh, go ahead, Vanessa. Is your question about this? Because my question is kind of on a different topic. Yep. Um, I can bring mine back anytime. Go ahead. Okay. So, Terry, we know. We know sure. for a fact that you do not like televangelists. But where <laughs> did that where did that come from? Like where did that where did that That's first just come my- from? That's my personal morality. It's it's got nothing to do with church. It's got nothing to do with any experiences that I've had. It's got to do with my personal morality. I don't like bullies, right? I don't like bullies when they're physical, and I don't like bullies when they're mental or emotional. And that's all I see when I see televangelists going up there saying what they got to say to to get what they want. I just see a, a, a mental and an emotional bully taking advantage of somebody that might be in a bad place you know that's it's my personal morality when did you like develop this personal morality is it were you like a teenager was it you know Uh, more so in your adulthood after you've kind of lived a little bit like because terry we you do not like them (laughs) yeah no it's not a secret i don't i don't keep that secret i've uh i've made jokes about it in my act it's not a uh it's not a it's not a secret um no, I just, I don't like bullies. I don't like users. I don't like people that, I mean, to me, it's worse than, I mean, it's a heretic. You understand? Like, that's the worst thing you can be, biblically at least, is a heretic. Because not only do you not submit or believe, but you actively, through your actions and your words, are pulling people away who would have. Because those people who dump all their money into the belief and then nothing ever comes from it, like you're actively pulling them away. Like you're doing, you're, you're not just a non-believer, you're evil. You know, you're literally pulling people away from goodness. Um, you know, uh, and to me, that's just like one of the most, is, I think about the same thing as, as those scam artists that, uh, contact old people and scam them out of their uh, their life savings or their you know their their social security check. I feel the same way about them. You're just taking advantage of the weak, and nothing burns my ass more than that. We know, Terry. I know. I'm no. It, it makes me sick. Really, just like, wanted to give you a you know opportunity to exp- to expound upon that because everybody it, might not understand where it's coming from. If I was ever going to be like a Batman style vigilante, that's the only people I would go after is those who, who take advantage of others in, in the weakness, uh, you know, because that's, that's when people should rely on each other. Like that's community. When you, you know, when you, maybe this is it, to be honest, maybe I'm just realizing it right now. When, when your church burns down and you live there, right? And your community comes together and rebuilds it and not only rebuilds it, but then 
takes the insurance money that they would have spent rebuilding it and then buys you a parsonage so you have a new place to live. That's community. Somebody who just wants more for themselves is the antithesis. That is the, 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 the anti-community that's, that's drawing away from it because it jades people, it, it, it calluses people, and then nobody ever wants to have that community again because they're too jaded now. Because they're like, oh, they're just going to take advantage of me. You're not just destroying a person's life. You're destroying a community. I get that. I guess I, I, I definitely understand that. I guess my question is, what has or how has this passion or what has this passion look like outside of like church and televangelism? Um, so I guess I'm thinking of like, were you the student in elementary, middle school, high school that were sticking up for the students that were being bullied? No. Um, like was, how far back did, did you not I, like bullies? I was the one being bullied, which is why I don't like it. Mm. Um, by the by, the time I was in ninth grade, I'd had my head cracked open about three times. Uh, really? No, I got beat up every day because uh, I was the same guy, just smaller and shorter. Right? Like, I always talk this way and always thought this way. Uh, so... It's not it's not a good environment to be around other kids like this. Uh, so, no, I, I got fucked up quite a bit, uh, to be honest, um, uh, to the point where I told my parents, I was like, look, I already know everything that they're teaching me because they they had tested me in eighth grade. And the scores came back to the point where they were like they had a meeting. Right. Like everybody, like my parents had to come in and they had a whole meeting and all this to talk about it. Uh, and then by ninth grade, I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, and they offered me, they said, well, if you can pass the equivalency, you can graduate. So that's why I graduated at 14. I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. No, you, yeah. You I, took, on it. I think, I think you, you worked, you worked after that. Yeah. Some yeah. Jobs. Yeah, I started at McDonald's at 14, and then I went to Boston Market at 15, and then CompUSA at 16, and kind of... I remember all of that. I don't think I knew that you had graduated from high school at 14, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's why I did that. Interesting. Um, so tell me this. Okay, and y'all let me... I can go real left in my psychological world. Well, um, if we keep going like this, we're just going to have to interview each other one episode at a time. <laughs> I feel like... I think that's the point. We're we only, we okay. only talking about you today. Okay, all right. All right. Um... So tell me this. So you you've expressed to us that you were that you have um, what they call now autism spectrum disorder, Asperger's syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And you which, were which I got diagnosed at 35, which is super not normal. By it, the way. OK, so that was my question. Yeah. <laughs> but but would explain it don't. And I hope you won't take offense to this, but would explain um, That's fine. one you know, the, the social issues that you may have had, because I was going to ask you why, and you kind mm -hmm. of explained like why, why you felt like you were targeted um, as a victim being a bully. Um, but I know with that being bullied, um, mm -hmm. but I know with that, that Asperger's piece, that social piece in relating to your peers um, is a challenge is difficult. Um, Don't forget so the ADHD too. Oh, okay, and, and, and the ADHD, which comes with some emotional regulation concerns and a lot of other things beyond just difficulty focusing and having a lot of energy. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So, but it also explains the intellect in terms of I, I knew it, I knew enough at 14 to be able to graduate from from high school right. um, without going through right. So there's like gifts and challenges to that that Asperger diagnosis because you know I can graduate and I'm smart and and, yeah. and essentially you did you know and you may have sound like a bit of an asshole that I know everything <laughs> and I don't need to be here. But no, on the other that's end, true. True indeed, you know, I, I knew most of this stuff and I didn't need to be here. Um, but it's uh, but it but I think that adds another layer to Janessa's question in why you're so passionate about televangelism because of your own experiences with someone victimizing and bullying you. And to the extent that you say you got your head cracked open three times, like that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'm, I probably have CTE to be honest. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on it, but yeah, that's pretty significant. And I and I hate that you've had to experience it, but I definitely think because I think and I and what what I felt when Janessa asked that question was I think we were all kind of shocked of your passion that day, um, that it kind of literally brought you to tears. Um, and I think sometimes we yeah. All we right. forget, you know, but we forget the layers underneath, you know, and so yeah. we see you, you know, as this comedian, as this funny guy, as this know-it-all, as this, you know, Terry, um, who's here, but then forget, you know, the layers underneath that cause you to be who, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, too, and I think you challenged me about how your childhood um, doesn't impact who you are as an adult, um, but I definitely feel like we see that parallel and that correlation well, it definitely it definitely does. But you don't have to let it is my point. You know, like you don't have to let it drag you down. It can make you strong just as quick as it can make you weak. Agree. You know? Like you said, you yeah. have a choice on kind of how you accept it. But some things like like you're passionate about mm -hmm. people being victimized, you know, right. is a direct correlation to you being a victim, you know, early on in life. Um, so I'm glad you asked that question, Janessa, because I do think that that you know, sheds just a, a different light of kind of who Terry is. Cause I don't, we may have mm -hmm. talked about it. And again, we've been on this for two years and we've had um, how many conversations? 80 something, 100 something. Have we gotten to our 100 episode yet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, you know, and we, and we talked about these things in different spaces. But I do like, like this one interview format because I think it does help me, sh it, it help me, helps me a little bit more shape who Terry is. And even as I don't know if you guys know, I know Janessa and Rudy know, but our 500 million um, mm -hmm. listeners know sure. that Terry um, picks 60, 70 percent of our topics. Um, <laughs> and so, is, a, is a complicated person. <laughs> so, us understand where some of these topic choices come from as well. So now I appreciate you sharing that. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm, I've always been very just kind of logical and like, I mean, that's why I like. If you looked at my records, like if you just did it black and white and you just went by the numbers, like those test scores I told you about, it was all science. It was all math and reading comprehension. Right. Mm -hmm. Those three subjects were the ones that really got flagged um, uh, just because it, those things, whenever there's a, a, a right answer, I just get drawn to that. I love mm -hmm. when there's just one answer. 
mm-hmm. you know, but socially or spiritually, there's a lot of answers, which is mm-hmm. why I've dug into it so much over the years, just because you, you keep looking for that one answer and it keeps challenging you over and over and over again, because there isn't one, there's no right answer. And, and here's the, here's the thing. And I, I've said it before, if there was a right answer, faith would be destroyed instantly because faith is not knowing the answer. Faith is just believing without fact. So when I hear Christians say, I know where I'm going when I die, you're full of shit. No, you don't. Because if you did, it means you have no faith because faith is knowing what you don't know, not knowing what you know. You know what I mean? Like, you can either live in faith or you can live in fact, but one has to destroy the other. You can't live in both. You just can't. And and as far as Rudy's question, I, I think I know what he was getting at, uh, but he's way too polite. Um, <laughs> you're, I asked the question exactly how I meant it. Just like what? Okay. It, what uh, well, I mean, I feel like you were getting into the like you said the difference between church and family. Um, but that's just a good question. It's a no, good but, question. I'm saying, but I, just, I just want to restate my question so that you're clear. It has nothing to do with church and family. I, I'm just saying your outlook on church today, right? Did that, did that come from this? Is all church experiences, but did it come from your experiences from like that a PK would go through and and those PK experiences, you know, had you caused you to think a certain way? Or were your experiences just church related in general? And any kid at that church just say could have got the same experiences. So that's what I was trying to ask. Was it was it more catered to a specific PK experience or just church kids in general? Well, I mean, I am a unique breed, to be honest. Like it's pretty like I've known a bunch of preachers kids in my life just because my dad's friends and, you know, and, and going from church to church. Uh for most of my life, at least in my formidable years. Um, so, but it is kind of a unique breed. Like everything that happened to the time I was a man, right. That kind of shaped one thing. And when I say a man, like I, I was out on my own by about the time I was 17, right. Just for one reason or another. Uh, plus I just wanted to get out on my own. Uh, so like I had, you know, I was doing my own thing at that point. Um, but up until that point, yeah, a lot of those things shaped me. Um, I honestly, if I'm, if I'm being truthful, the, the thing that the crisis of faith more than anything in my life came much later when I was, you know, it was, it was a later time, uh, when I was 27 and that was my mom's suicide. Uh, because again, and (laughs) it's difficult for me to say. Because according to the Bible, when you read it, mm. if you if I believe in this Bible, right, and I just being the way I am, I got to believe it all the way, right? I I I can't. My I just the way I think is so crazy that I can't just cherry pick out what I like and right. say, oh, this is good, this is bad. Oh, you can wear mixed fabrics uh but being gay is wrong and this is that and that is i can't i can't do that so if i believe in this bible that means my mom's in hell Mm -hmm. because suicide is one of the 
two unforgivable sins. Mm-hmm. So, but when it happened, everyone in my life who is, you know, very religious on all sides from both sides of my family, um, they were all like, well, don't worry. We'll all get together in heaven. And then I would talk to them and I'd be like, no, but we won't. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, no, we will. It's different. It's, and they, all, they always try to change it and, and move it and, and kind of make it fit the mold that they think it should fit. Mm. And I'm like, well, if that's the case and you can just do whatever you want, then none of this means shit. Mm. You know what I mean? So you got to make a choice. If it is what it is, then you got to live with, you know, your own life and what happens. And you got to deal with it as a person as it comes along. But you can't just you can't just cherry pick what you think just to make the story better. You're not writing this, mm. you know. So, you got, so, so yours, yours yours came later in life. It, it wasn't necessarily growing up in church. It was all of it. All uh, of I mean, it. Right. Honestly, like I said, when I was growing up in church, I saw just as many. Uh, I saw just as many little small miracles, and I would see them. Um, I remember one time I was. Uh, I was like 16 and my dad had a little storefront church. I'm sure you know the kind in the strip malls and whatnot uh, where he was rebounding and he was, you know, trying to trying to build back up again. Um, and my mom had lent me her car and I drove down there to go to church one Sunday and I only had $5, right? I only had $5 and there was no gas in the car. So I said, all right, I'm starving. Church is about to end. I'm starving. I only got $5. I either got to make a choice of putting it in the gas tank or putting it in my belly. Right. And I don't know, for some reason, something just came over me. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the offering plate. And I put it in the offering plate. Right. My own father's church. I was running the sound, by the way. I didn't really have to do that. (laughs) Like I was already contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was already running the sound for him, but I put in the offering plate and I forgot about it. And then after the show, uh, a woman named Billy Joe that I had known since I was a kid, when, when our church burned down, she brought our family into her house for like two weeks mm-hmm. and to stay with her while, while we were homeless. Um, I had seen her and she's like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. I'm so happy you came. So uh, blah, blah, blah. and she's giving me the rig and roll and she was just so happy to see me and she gave me this big smile and right before I left she just grabbed my hand she said I'm just so happy to see you go have some breakfast and I open my hand there's five dollars in it and that's not the coolest part the coolest part is I put it in my pocket I was like man that's amazing I went back to the car sat down in the car started the engine I went to back out and when I went to back out under like in between me and the seat was five dollars so now i had 10 to me like that was that was like the like at that point that was moses on the hill Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that was moses on the mountain to me i was like that's amazing not only did i get it back i got it double right and it wasn't ten dollars it was two five dollar bills which was to me had significance at the time right yeah, it was very significant. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. So I, I I can give you horror stories about the church, but I can give you good stories too. You right, know? right, right. Yeah, I don't want to be one note. 
Hey, right. And it's not that I felt like you had all horror stories, but I, I knew that um, because you weren't one note, you know, and you, you had um, just a, just an interesting perspective in general. I just was curious where it came from. But even you explaining all that, I see that it was, it was kind of all tied into one experience. PK growing up in church, but then also um, life experiences that tied it back to the church belief, you know, and everything in the Bible and, and how, and, and I mean, you, you, you breaking down like that makes sense in reference to your overall spectrum, because like you said with the Bible, like you, you don't want to pick and choose, but then there are, and we even had these discussions with other things. There are harsh realities that come out of the Bible that we're kind of like, dang God, like, why are you going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look like that or whatever. Um, so I get it. I get it. It makes, it makes total sense. I mean, look, like I said, we can go either way on this. Um, but like, that's the roller coaster, right? Yep. It's it's ups and downs, and it, I it, mainly my my the way I think about it is due to my father because <clears throat> even from the time like he started becoming more, he started off as a Pentecostal pastor, which if you know anything about Pentecostals, they're very strict. But he kind of grew over time. He became more progressive. He kind of figured out like this isn't how you you know. So this is not how you win people over, you know, um, and he started kind of bending his thoughts uh, around, you know, things that he thought might get people more interested, more, uh, more fired up. Um, and, it, you know, and that's how he reached all those people was going to where they are instead of saying this is where we are. Come to us. You go to where they are and, and find them. But I also kind of learned along the way that the church is open to everybody. Snakes are snakes are allowed in too, you know. So there's a difference between religion and faith, spirituality, and your relationship with you know whoever you perceive God to be has nothing to do with anything you do at church. Nothing. If you're going to tell me that a man on a desert island with a Bible can't be saved, I'll uh, we'll fight about it. All you right. know what I mean? Uh, so do you have to go to church? No. Is it nice to go and congregate people, maybe learn something different, maybe get a different perspective? Absolutely. But it is. It's a clubhouse for people that think the same way. You know, and it doesn't mean that everybody there is awesome. Right. And it, it doesn't mean you should trust everybody that's there. And it doesn't mean, you know, that they're all anointed. As far as the church is concerned, there's only one person there that's anointed for that. You know, I don't know. It's, it's trust in God, but lock your doors kind of a thing. That's I got you. I got you. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Any more questions, guys, before we get on? I did. I had a quick question. Bring um, it on. I'm open. So Terry, you told us you graduated high school at 14. That's true. So when exactly do you feel like you, you know, moved out or went on your own? Because, you know, typically for most people that go through high school 18 and then maybe they might go to college, trade school, the military, whatever. That's kind of like the entry into adulthood. But for you, because you graduated high school so early, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of had this time period where you were still a kid or not an adult, you know, legally not an adult. Um, but when during this time when you had graduated and you working at McDonald's in Boston Market and the other place you said, 
Mm-hmm. Were you schooling at home? Were you like, did you get your own space? Or you know, how did what exactly was that like? Uh, yes. Uh, when I when I left school, uh, I was still living at home. Um, uh, at that time, I don't know. I think it's uh, laws have changed, but at that time, as long as you had, you could get a learner's permit at fifteen. Um, so that's what I did. I got my learner's permit at 15 so I could drive, but you were, it was so weird. You were only allowed to drive from sunup to sundown. Uh, and if you had to drive at night, it had to be for work and you had to be able to prove it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I did that for a while. And then when I was, uh, just about to turn 18, um, my mom got a job offer in Jacksonville and she's like, you have three options. She said, you can come with me to Jacksonville, which I did not want to do. Uh, you can go live with your father, which I did not want to do. <laughs> or uh, you can go out on your own. So I went out on my own. Uh, uh, and at that time, uh, yeah, at that time, I, from 16 to 17, I, I was selling computers for CompUSA. Uh, and, then, uh, and then when I was 17, I was like, I think I was working for a printing press, uh, doing, doing printing. Uh, and then I also had a side job to, as a electrical apprentice. So I kind of moved in with a friend of mine and slept on his floor for a few months until I found a roommate. And then I moved in with my roommate and that was that. And so were you about, going to church during this time? I was about to ask it. What's that? Were you going to church during this time or even more specific, your dad? No. Church? Yeah, no. Actually, not only was I going to church, I was actually working with him a lot uh, with his nonprofit, uh, he's, which still runs today, Young Adventures. Um, they, they, we still support a, a school we started in Nigeria. Uh, so, no, it, it, I was working with him on the side and doing that. And, and it's kind of like what Kelly said with the energy and the <clears> – <throat> And kind of how your mind just bounces from one thing to the next. It kind of just fit me very well, you know. So I'd have I'd have one job where I'd make the bulk of my money. I had another job where I was trying to learn how to make butter money as an electrician, and then I was doing the stuff with dad on the side of that. Um, was I going to church? Uh, I mean, I was going to his church as you know when I could, but you know when you're. Oh, and I was going to college too. I was also going to community college at that time, so I I burned out pretty quickly, to be honest. It, it only took about a year for me to burn out, because uh, pain. I mean, you guys know you guys go to school, uh, or you have gone to school. I mean, making your own way, paying your own rent, you know, and going to school. It's a, it's a taxing thing. Like I was up every morning at six, and I didn't go to bed till midnight every night. So. I mean, even on an 18 year old, that wears thin. All right. So. Absolutely. I have one more quick question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to the, the social piece. So I know in my experience as a preacher's kid, I was more, we think, I think we talked about this in one of the episodes, like treated differently, you know, and so we got special perks and special, you know, yeah. whatever growing up. So with your social difficulties relating to peers, with you being bullied and I'm guess with you being bullied, that was more at school. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was more at school. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, 
kind of a resounding effect afterwards because I still lived in the same neighborhood and still had all the people around me. But after once I turned 16, that was all over for the most part, because then I had a car and I could go wherever I wanted to. So I guess I'm wondering about church. So I know for Rudy, Janessa and I and Mm -hmm. I can't remember your story, but I know youth ministry was like a huge part of our lives growing up in connecting with um, our same age peers, our similar age peers in Mm -hmm. church. Um, you know, beyond Sunday was just, you know, it was just a huge part of our lives. So I wondered if you were treated any differently um, with your peers at church than you were at school because you were a preacher's kid. hundred percent. I got away with everything. Um, Especially, I would say from the time, uh, from the time I was born to the time I was about 11, I, I could do anything I wanted to. Like everybody... Like, they were like, oh, that's a pastor's crazy kid or whatever. You know, like, I got away with murder. Uh, what about what other, like, with other, like, other boys or girls that your age? Did they, like, were they, like, did they want to be your friend? Were you, like, the cool kid? Were you, like, oh, that's pastor son? No, or, no, I was, or, the, or, I was always, always the weird one. Always okay. the weird one. But that didn't stop me from social interactions. I remember right. uh, I was seven years old in the back of the church uh, on, a, on a Wednesday night service. I got my first kiss from uh, Cecil Smith, um, who was the, the young, cute blonde in the church. Um, so, like, I was weird. But um, for some reason, my whole life, uh, always interesting to women, like, they always look at him like, what's he thinking? And I'm like, crazy shit. <laughs> you know, but they always, I never had a problem. Uh, always had a problem with guys uh, trying to relate. But, but with the ladies, no. Always, uh, which is an interesting thought. Like, is there is there more of an emotional IQ when it comes to women? Uh, and, and men are more, you know, just kind of blunt, uh, mm-hmm. straight to the point. Um I don't know. It's a good question, but no, as far as church goes, I didn't, I didn't have an issue there. Uh, a little, you know, up until, you know, the whole scandal and everything like that. After that, it was more like, Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a different kind of, attention. it was a different, right. Yeah. It wasn't right. a, it wasn't a good kind of attention. It was right. more of a, a, a negative kind of attention, but. Uh, did your, did your, cause I know you say he was in the community. Did your, did the mm-hmm. family with your dad did like did kids at school and stuff know about it, or was it that big, or was it just within the church world? Um, yeah, yeah. but not for long. Uh, it was just the way it all timed out, um, it was pretty much before I had to actually deal with that in the school. Because here's the thing: the church was right here, and my elementary school was right there. <laughs> like they were. They even to this day, the, the both those buildings are still there. I still see them in Deerfield sometimes. They're uh, they're literally backed up to one another. So I mean, yeah, I would have had to had to deal with some of the re- uh, ramifications, but uh, ramifications. But by that time, we were already moving. Like we had already left. Luckily, they timed it around summer, you know, (laughs) and those are fingers crossed. That's not uh, that's not. uh, I I just realized it looked like I was flipping off everybody. Uh, (laughs) But 
No, uh, luckily, just the way it turned out. By the time all that shook out, I was starting school in Tennessee in the next grade. So, which wasn't great because I don't know if you know this, but in Tennessee, uh, they used to you you get paddled by the <laughs> by the principal. Yeah, you old. I know, right? That's crazy. To be honest, it ain't that long ago. We're talking about like 1992. Yeah. You know? Carrie, do you know how we were in 92? Nothing. I was three. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. You could, which was a huge shock to me because there was a big difference between South Florida and Tennessee. Uh, and the first time I got paddled by the principal, I was like, "Is this legal? What the oh, fuck that is that?" Think the same thing, man. Yep. Well, no, it was perfectly legal. <laughs> so, so well, right. thank you so much for your honesty, um, okay. your vulnerability for for you sharing yourself with us today in our first part of get to know your PK. Mm. Um, I feel like this was Kelly's idea. Uh, it most for, definitely was. She wanted. She wanted to get me in for a therapy session. Oh, I think yeah. <laughs> it was most definitely my I, idea. I've and had therapists. I, I know like, what therapy sounds like. All right. And she wanted to get away without not having to read the book, so she just asked you questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna read it one day. You're missing all the best parts. <laughs> I'm gonna read know? it one day. And the book, obviously, and I want to make this clear one more time: the book is, is a fictional book. It is a fictional novelization. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers, but there's an obvious ending that means that it's fictional. So, who knows? He dies at the end. No. <laughs> he slays a dragon. That's how you know it's fictional. <laughs> Maybe fire Maybe it's the second coming. Who knows? You know. Well, Terry, while we're on it, go ahead and let the people know where they can find the book. Where can they purchase? It is unclaimed ashes on Amazon. Uh, not too long, three hundred some odd pages. Uh, not uh, not too big. Uh, it's a good bathroom read. So, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, if you want it in hardcover, uh, ebooks or paperback. All available. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And let them know where they can find your social media. At Terry Wayne Comedy on all social media platforms. Uh, got a bunch of shows this month. I'm not going to list them, but because nobody down here listens to this. But <laughs> if you if you want to come see me, just at Terry Wayne Comedy. I post them all on my Facebook page, my Instagram, and my... Uh, I don't have a TikTok, but... I got a Snapchat. So, <laughs> first of all, our 500 million followers are international. So, we oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought they were all in Georgia. My bad. We, nope. We we have followers in Florida. Is that okay? That is actually true. Okay. not in Georgia. Holler of you. He's actually in California. <laughs> <laughs> we got followers in Florida. There's oranges not? in both places. That's all that matters. Do we not have followers in Florida, Rudy? Rudy's mom is in yeah, Florida. I, 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 said, I, said, I said not Georgia. I didn't say he wasn't in Florida. So we don't. I'm a follower from Georgia. <laughs> well, I'm a follower in Florida. So, whoa, there we go. <laughs> we got followers in Florida. At least one. How many Multiple. followers does this page have? Man, let me tell y'all. So I was so cute on Sunday for Patty's anniversary. Was. I was super cute. 
I and I posted a picture and I got so my DMs were like popping. I low key almost made it public, but I didn't. So at Princess Kells fifty one, it's still private. Real, real quick while we're doing this, who's next week? Because I want to get some questions of my own in now. Next week we talking about tattoos. <laughs> That's right, Joey. That's right. That's, okay, Rudy, it is then. <laughs> Rudy's tattoos next week. Absolutely. Mm. You can find me at jrihanna double underscore. My page is public. We have fun over there. Mm -hmm. On my face, <laughs> right? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I'm I'm next week. Um so get your questions ready. 500 million people in in Florida, Georgia, California. Liberia. Liberia. Rome, Georgia. Paris, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jerusalem, like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if y'all if y'all have any questions for us, please uh, DM us. Leave them in the comments. Leave them somewhere where they can be found. Um, DM is probably best, or you know, just text me directly. I check the DMs. Oh, can we wait for Rudy? I'm not gonna be here next. Okay. Right. Well, we'll talk about his tattoos then. We'll I guess. Tattoos. We'll talk about tattoos. Then we'll we'll bring it back. Okay. Um, but other than that, man, we appreciate you uh, once again, Terry Wayne, for sharing your story with us. Check y'all check out Unclaimed Ashes, and please continue to follow and support us on our worst ones journey. And until next week, we out there. <laughs> Top of the world, top of the world, yeah, top of the world.